and welcome to The Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger, flying solo on the intro and outro today, and we have a great episode for you today because it is part two of our interview with Wayman Singleton. Wayman, as all of you know from part one, is an accomplished storyboard artist as well as a comic book artist and animator. And he previously worked at Augenblick and Oddbot and is currently at Nickelodeon. And we are very pleased to have him back on the show. In today's episode, Wayman delves deeper into how he made the transition from living in New York to moving to LA, as well as working in comics and his work as the co-host on the Black and Animated podcast, which you can hear on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. And a note on the sound quality of today's interview. During the interview, you may notice the sounds of a cricket. There was a cricket outside of the apartment complex. We did our best to try to find it and shoo it away, as well as to tone down some of the cricket noises during the interview itself in the recording once we were in the audio editing stage. So we thank you in advance for your patience with that. But rest assured, it does not take away from the amazingness that is Wayman Singleton, because he has a lot of great information to share, and we know that it will benefit all of you out there today. So without further ado, we present episode 96, Interview with Wayman Singleton, part two. What advice do you have for people who move here for the job and get a job like that? Because you essentially got it relatively quickly from moving here so you were having to deal with both getting used to los angeles Mm -hmm. plus getting used to the animation industry here so Mm -hmm. how was how was that transition for you it was interesting because i did not move out here let's say with a car (laughs) and in new york traveling from place to place is relatively easy because there's a really great public transportation service did not think that before I moved out here. I thought New York's transportation was like, ah, oh, whatever, this sucks, I hate it. But now I look back, I'm like, that was actually really great. I could get to point A to point B really fast. But learning about the LA transportation system was just a lot. And like, when you don't have a vehicle, it's just really difficult to get places, or at least takes double the time that it would take. Like, in New York, something that's like, 15 miles away would take probably like what 30 minutes like the same amount of time you would with a car here but here if you don't have a car public transportation is probably gonna be like an hour or maybe an hour and a half for something that's 15 miles so adapting to that was just like a headache but it was doable you know this is something that i just thought okay this is only for now this is not going to be forever so just persist through it and if something doesn't change, then just make the change. And I had my, my friends from college that I knew that were out here. So kind of just like connecting with them and going to events and connecting with more people and finding friends that I knew from my mentorship <laughs> helped too. <laughs> like reconnecting with people that I knew online 
and just letting everyone know like, hey, I'm out here and I don't have a job. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you see anything pop up, let me know. <laughs> so, yeah, basically advice number one, persist <laughs> through it because, you know, it's going to be hard, but it won't be hard forever you know it might feel like forever like you said earlier it might feel like forever because you're going through it now but then you're gonna look back and be like oh wow that was only two months <laughs> and make sure you're well connected and don't be afraid to ask for help because i feel like i definitely still struggle with this a lot too is allowing myself to be vulnerable i guess and just asking for help and that's very important. Like, just don't see it as you being vulnerable. Just you want to do something and you don't know exactly how to do it. So ask someone for help. Like, this is basically that simple. So connect, have a network and connect with new people. Go to events that are happening. And that's, yeah, that's what I would say. That is solid advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were going to these events, what was your goal? When you were doing mixers and, you know, that like, kind of thing. Were you bringing business cards? Yeah, it was... just, you know, <laughs> definitely business cards people? like, hey, my name's Wayman and I want to be a store bar. <laughs> Here's my business card, please. Yeah, it was basically just like, um, you know, just introduce yourself and like say, what what you do like i feel like it's important to say what you do instead of what you're trying to do is a big thing because you're i think at at the point at which i moved out i had some animation you know animation industry experience it just wasn't exactly la so i was like all right i feel confident enough to say i'm a storyboard artist so that's how i'm going to introduce myself instead of saying i want to be a storyboard artist i am a storyboard artist and this is the job that i do so I think that's an important, like, I guess, uh, what do you call it, thing to recognize within yourself. Like, this is what I am doing instead of this is what I want to do. And this is what I do. So that's what basically what I was doing. And, like, did I have a portfolio with me? I probably did. <laughs> I feel like it would probably be a smart idea of bringing a portfolio. So I probably did bring up for it. I always, I keep saying that only because I don't bring my portfolio to events like that anymore. So I'm like, I might have done that back then, but I haven't done it to, at any events that I've gone to, like since I think last year's CTN was like the last type, like career type event thing that I brought a portfolio to. I think it just depends on the event. Yeah. There's certain events where, yes, you bring your portfolio. So mm-hmm. things like CTN or designer con, mm-hmm. but unless it's specifically stated, mixers, no, because people are just going just to, to get to know people. And yes, it is for a job, but it's more of a friendly atmosphere. Yeah. So if you come with a portfolio, sometimes I've seen this happen where people just go, ah, I just want to be here just to get to know people and relax. I don't want to start reviewing stuff. Yeah. 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 But I think it's also like, I think that's definitely like a big point, but I think a side point to that is like, it's kind of good to have a portfolio at those events too, only because like maybe you'll be tatting it up and you're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then the other person will be like, oh, hey, do you have any of your work with you? Like, I'd love to see like your some of your phone. work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that. that. Yeah, have no, it, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's basically why I don't have my whole portfolio read out because mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
Oh yeah, here's my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, hey, here's my Instagram. I cannot stress this enough too. Instagram is the new business card. Yeah. <laughs> Not business cards. Oh yeah. But mm -hmm. everybody but is also, on have an at name. Have Instagram. Yeah, have, have a pro. website. Mm -hmm. Have your Tumblr. Have your Instagram have art on it, not yep. just your cat, not yep. just your dog, not just your separate cat. those accounts. Yeah. <laughs> or very minimal cats, yeah. dogs, babies, food. Mm -hmm. Maybe one every every ten. Yeah, <laughs> so every twenty. 20 yeah, twenty's good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, people like to know your real life. Too, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's true. It should be like maybe ninety percent art, ten percent cats, mm -hmm. rather than ninety percent cats, ten percent art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just an idea. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah, yeah. very good advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, I also wanted to talk to you about your comics mm -hmm. because I've been following your comics a lot. You know, and, you. <laughs> you know, you had the Happy Monday Show show. Yeah. Kind of like episodic things, almost like a web comic. Yeah. Like you have some really funny stuff on there. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I should start that back up. Yeah. yeah hey, because it's you really now. Yeah. I'm looking right. Oh. I can't hear oh. looking right at me. <laughs> Oh yeah, you should start back up your web comic, <laughs> Jeffbot. Calling out my friends. Hey, that's what I do. Um, but you also had the mini comic Zuzo to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> which I bought, you know. And Thank you. <laughs> you sold that on Gumroad. Yeah. Which I've always wanted to try that. Would you recommend? You I know, feel like that kind I. Of thing? I definitely, I tried Gumroad, Gumroad out just because I was kind of like, I don't know what to sell this on. And I'm not going to a lot of conventions. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I was just, okay, Gumroad, whatever, cool. And yeah, I feel like I'd recommend it. It's worked well for me. So yeah, and I think Zuzo is pretty much the only thing at this point that I've like sold on Gumroad, but I plan on like putting more things up on there. And I kind of want to branch out to like test other things out as well. I just haven't. Mm had the itemry what do you call inventory Ooh, um, there we go <laughs> like Etsy, yeah like yeah yeah like stuff. etsy yeah because i originally thought to do oh maybe i'll do this on etsy but then i just i don't know i, I think etsy just confused me <laughs> and gumroad was very straightforward kind of almost straightforward to a fault like it felt like when you first start using it it's a little bit too it feels like things are just blocked out very evenly where it's hard to to get to where you want to get to on Gumroad, but when you're selling something, or when when you're a buyer and you're like, all right, I want to buy this thing, and it's easy because you just have the link that the seller posted. But when yeah. you're the seller, it's kind of like, okay, how am I doing this? Okay, what? But it was simpler than <laughs> Etsy. Yeah, I know you have a, you're working on another one because I've seen some of the artwork for it. And yeah. It looks really cool. It kind of has a bullying theme, and yeah. I think it's gonna be really good. So looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. But do you? Do comics, I know you said you loved comics as a kid, and yeah. that was kind of your gateway into getting into art and stuff, mm -hmm. but do you see yourself doing that throughout your career, like, yeah, I would do comics? Yeah, I really want to do more comics, and uh, Happy Monday Show Show was a way to, for me to kind of learn how to do comics, because when I uh, wanted to do comics in high school... One of the reasons, not the main reason, why I switched to animation was because I thought to myself, 
comics. Okay, you have to draw boxes. Okay, let me try to draw this box. Oh, this box is not coming out good. I don't want to. Ooh, this is too intricate. Oh, wait, I have to draw everything. Oh, no. Oh, I have to draw everything? Ooh, this is too much. I don't. Okay, what? Oh, animation. I just have to draw the character. All right, cool. I'm just worried about this character design. I mean, the character, how it's moving and stuff. I can work with that. Whatever. This is a little bit more conceptual. All right, cool. So <laughs> in my head, I was like, animation is easier. <laughs> like, I can, I can do this <laughs> comic books is like whoa boxes like literally this is the boxes was like the main thing i was like i can't draw boxes i can't do this <laughs> oh, uh, but then it turned out like animation was like way harder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so after I like, because I realized oh, animation is like, it's harder to do it. So I can probably like do comics. Yeah. Like I always wanted to make comics. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I started doing um, a Happy Monday Show Show. I was like, all right, cool. I can make comics. And also that's a good way for me to build up my portfolio. You know, when I start applying as a storyboard artist, people will see my comics and be like, oh, he can draw sequentially. <laughs> That's what you need to do as a storyboard artist. You can do that. So it was also like kind of a part of my storyboard game plan. And while I think while making Happy Monday Show Show, I was like, oh, I really like I can do this. And like I started learning more about comics and that I don't even have to draw boxes if I don't want to. I can be way more experimental with it. I was like, oh, this is great. This is just animation, but like flat on paper. This is great. I can do this. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I want to make a mini comic. Because uh, I, I think I was like reading through books and like read, okay, mini comics are a great way for you to like build, you know, become a better comic book artist. And you want to make comic books, so do that. So uh, Zuzo was born i think it was just like he was like a doodle a really dumb doodle that i did and maybe i even wanted it to be an animated short or something but then i was like no this would be perfect as a comic like i could do this so yeah that's kind of where uh, zuzo came from because i was like all right this is just a throwaway idea and i just make this comic and if it doesn't work out then you know i just do another one you know whatever and i ended up like really enjoying the process and having fun with it and falling in love with it. So I was like, oh, I definitely have to do this again. This is great. <laughs> I, I, I need this in my life. So yeah, and I think that was like maybe a few months after that. No, wait, mm, I think, when did Zuzo come out? I think Zuzo came out 2017 or was it 2017? So, okay, yeah. it was 2017. So yeah, I think right after I finished Zuzo, I moved. And then I was like, all right, I need find a job <laughs> so i need to concentrate on my storyboarding <laughs> and not on my comic making mm -hmm. so that's i think around the same time when i stopped doing happy monday show show because i was like all right i need to actually storyboard <laughs> so then after i got my job i was like oh, okay now i can do comic oh no i don't have time to do anything <laughs> because uh, my I, i'm living in van nuys and my job was in eagle rock and that's a two-hour commute on public transportation so basically i would wake up go to work work come back home from work and it would already be time to go to sleep. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't have time for anything. So I had another idea for a comic, which is the comic that I've been working on. And I've just been slowly tinkering away at that. And yeah, now that I am between jobs, 
I'm like, time to finish this comic. Go, go, go. I need to finish this comic. Because <laughs> I wanted to finish it back in, what was it? April, because that would have been my Zuzu anniversary. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I can just bring this comic out. It'll be around the same time Zuzo, and it'll be really cool because things lining up feel natural and <laughs> great. <laughs> but that didn't happen because of, you know, my job. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, time organization is insane. <laughs> and I think I also started my podcast, too. So I had even less time <laughs> to do, like, uh, side artistic projects. So, uh Yeah. <laughs> That's always the sad thing of you have all these ideas, but you need to look for work. Mm -hmm. And so you have to put some of those ideas aside and then you get a job mm -hmm. and then you're so tired that you can't work on it again. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. When? It's like between the hours of like 4 a.m. and 6. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like at, at some point you're just like, all right, I shouldn't probably not draw. <laughs> like I'm just like exhausted. I've been like drawing every day and like even when i'm on the bus i'm like all right i can't really draw that much but i'm gonna draw <laughs> and i draw on the bus and then when i get home i'm just like i can't draw more i just want to sleep <laughs> i just want to sleep oh uh, sleep comes after death oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah so it's yeah it's so tough because it's like also you just you want to do other things besides like draw all the time like outside. yeah you want to go outside you want to nice. yeah <laughs> breathe air <laughs> communicate with the outside world learn a language <laughs> which is what i've been doing with my like french i was like you know what i've always wanted to learn a different language and i've been interested in french for a while so i'm just gonna learn that so i've been like doing that and man and other things and podcasts yeah. yeah just doing other things besides drawing yeah which feels nice sometimes it does yeah but I, I don't know like sometimes it just feels like can't stop won't stop you know like it's just like it feels like um uh, what do you call it i don't want to say disease compulsion yeah compulsion it's like compulsively like all right i'm gonna draw something and it's like just a scribble i'm like no i just I need to do something else. I'm tired. I just can't. Like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, literally, I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit at my computer. And I'm like, maybe I can do something else so I don't kill my eyes. <laughs> oh, I just need to do other things. Um, so that's right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I'm finally between gigs. So I'm like, all right, I'll do other things. But also, I'll finish my art project. And I'll sleep. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good. Literally... The day after uh, my last day at work, I slept for, like, what, maybe 24 hours? Oh, my gosh. I literally it was just, like, I I woke up at some point, and I, like, went to take a nap at, like, uh, like 12 p.m., and I woke up at, like, 10 the next day. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh. I woke up at, like, 10. Oh. It was, like, 8 or 10 the next day, and I was just, like, is it still the same day? <laughs> like, what 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 and i was like oh nope this is a different day this is i am in a new world i am very well rested i could do anything like, this is what it feels like. yeah this is sensation. yeah like, oh this is how your body feels when yeah you've got an adequate amount of sleep yeah i'm so alert yeah and i just didn't yeah. i guess i didn't really even realize like how much of a toll like that 
schedule <laughs> that I basically had was on me. So yeah, this, oof. <laughs> I am using it in the break that I currently have right now. Use, use breaks. Take a break, <laughs> everyone. Don't, don't kill yourself working. Take breaks. <laughs> Well, let's talk, though, because we were talking about children's media and whimsical and then the yeah, dark night the of the darkness. soul when you got to college. And yeah, no, well, it's just like, sad yeah, and it's, I feel like it's, maybe a lot of people can relate or mm. might soon relate or yeah. think, that's not going to happen to me, but probably is going to happen to yeah. you, where you're just like, oh, like, I'm a kid, ha <laughs> but there's like, oh, wait, no, I'm not a kid, I'm becoming an adult now, and... There are dark things in this world. And I think, gosh, there's this... I haven't told a lot of people this. and I'll, I'm okay with like talking about it now since I'm kind of far from it. But uh, my junior year, while I was working on my happy-go-lucky senior film, I had a family member uh, pass away. My niece, who was very young, <laughs> very young, pass away. And that was one of those things that just like just clicked like oh like I'm not happy and I don't want to make happy art so I completely changed my senior film and I think it's up online now but it's like super dark and brooding and I look back and I'm like oh wow I was very emo <laughs> I was very sad but yeah that was like one of those points where I was like just because like the what's being shown on TV to kids a lot is like Oh, comedy and uh, everything's happy and friendship and stuff doesn't mean like that has to be everything you do. And that's something that I'm kind of struggling with myself now still. Like sometimes I like I want to get jobs in the industry, but like everything's like most of the work is like kid friendly things. But my soul is like, I don't want to be kid friendly. (laughs) Like I want to do things that are just like. I, as an adult, can relate to, but I also want to do, like, kid-happy-friendly things, so I still do that, but I'm also, like, sometimes I, like, struggle with presenting or showing the things that are just not that fun, (laughs) like, happy side of myself. Like, when I interviewed uh, Caitlin, (laughs) like, it was one of those moments where I was getting more inspired to, like, show that side of myself because he was very much, like... Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, to do that. what your heart wants to do. <laughs> My bad, Kaylin. <laughs> no offense, Kaylin. You have a great voice. I love your voice. I wish I had your voice. But yeah, no. Like having that interview was really like, yeah, I want to do more things that aren't exactly expected, I guess, of me. That's really good, and that's true, too, especially with American animation. Sometimes it feels like it has to fit within these parameters. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it won't be viable in the marketplace, and it won't make money. And we understand it's a business, but if you want to tell a different type of story, it can be hard to find some kind of public or commercial outlet for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if you're, yeah, like you said, we're trying to get in the industry, and then you just having a portfolio where it's like, all right, this is what I, I want to do. I want to get into this industry doing this. So I'm going to do this, but also you're an art. <laughs> so you want to do arts and not all arts is necessarily kid friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think if an opportunity came up where you could work on something that was more adult oriented and 
you know, explore darker themes and stuff? Do you think you would? I feel like I definitely would, like, uh, especially, like, working at Agablik. I mean, at that time, I was very much like, I'll do anything. (laughs) I want to get in the industry. And Agablik basically does nothing but adult content. And that kind of, like, did help push myself in the direction of, I can do whatever I want, but I still kind of, like, stayed in the safe area of, like, doing kid-friendly things. But, you know, it helped me realize, like, all right, yeah, there's so much more you can do out there. And, yeah, so if, like, an adult show opportunity came up, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? You could do a mini-comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Animated shorts, mini-comics. Yeah. I, oh, my gosh. Ideas. I really want to get back into animating because I've been, like, I just, you know, I've been so busy with the job and just the commute and the job, so I haven't had, like, a lot of time to just, like, just think of something that I would think is solid enough to just like work on and do and like get going. I've been working on a mini comic, I guess, I don't even know how long I've been working on it now. <laughs> Maybe like since last year, December, I started on it. So hopefully I'm going to tell before it's a year mark because literally I wanted it to be done in April and now it's months past. But yeah, just doing things for myself and on my own. And yeah, I think, I mean, that's definitely the way to go. I think the struggle I have is like, if I, I guess, become vulnerable (laughs) in that sense, will that come back to stab me in the back when I want to like be able to like continue to apply to things? And like I said, like talking to Kaylin, Kaylin gets work on kids shows all the time and his stuff is like, whoa, crazy adult, like, you know, like he does whatever he wants. I'm like, okay. Maybe, maybe it could be okay. Maybe I could show, like, everything I like, anything I want to do. But, yeah, I literally still, it's, like, kind of opening the door and, like, kind of peeking through the door of, like, being able to, like, post whatever content I want. It's just, like, a slow grind, I guess. And speaking of projects, let's talk about Black and Animated Podcasts. Animated. So you, along with Brie Williams, have a wonderful show called Black and Animated Podcasts. So can you tell us more about it? Yeah, so the Black and Animated Podcasts. Ooh, animated. Black and Animated Podcasts. I'll talk about, like, how we kind of, like, came up with the idea. So the Black and Animated Podcast was created to educate, uh, inform, and empower Black creatives and all creatives like that Black creatives work in the animation industry and who they are and like what they're doing and just talk about the different types of jobs that are in the animation industry. And that's what our, what is it, logline motto? That's basically what the motto of our podcast is, is to educate, inform, inspire. And Bri and I started doing the podcast because, uh, let's see, where did we meet? We met at a mixer <laughs> Bri and i met at a mixer at cartoon network i think it was yeah i think it was chris's chris wimberly had a mixer at cartoon network and i'm pretty sure that's where we met and it was kind of funny because i think the mixer had ended so everyone was moving to story tavern and story tavern was just packed to the nines and there was like a small group of black creatives just kind of hanging outside and we're kind of just like nah it's too packed in there we're not going and like oh yeah oh you're you're black i'm black oh we're just like creatives and we're black and we're doing animation and just just talking um just talking about animation and 
and I think, yeah, Bree was in that circle and we exchanged contacts and like, you know, left, whatever. And then we met again at CTN and that was meeting there at CTN was kind of when the podcast was like, oh, we should do a podcast because I think we were talking about podcasts in general and like what podcasts we liked and saying like, oh, like, you know, I'd like to do a podcast at some point and she was like oh what type of podcast would you like to do and i was kind of like oh, i've been interested in like a interviewing like black people that are like you know black folks that are in the industry because for me in college a lot of my friends who are black we kind of just joke around like oh like we don't see a lot of black people in animation oh, we're not gonna get jobs uh, but also that was like, you know, just like terrible. It was a terrible feeling, but also joking, but also terrible because like, obviously there are, you know, there are black people in animation, but you don't really see them a lot. You don't see people with our complexion, like in the spotlight. So it's kind of like, uh, we're probably not going <laughs> to job. And I just wanted to, I don't know, tell myself back then, like, no, there are people out here and these are the jobs that they have. And she had that, she had a similar like idea for a podcast. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's actually a, a type of podcast I would like to do too. So then in there, that was kind of like when we were like, okay, let's see if we can like do something with this. Maybe we have an idea for a podcast. Like maybe we can actually do this. So I remember we met at a Starbucks and we we're just like, all right, what do we like straight up? What do we want to do with this podcast? Like these are the ideas and it was going to be black. And uh, I think we were throwing like titles and everything. And Brie had this one title, Black and Animated. And I was like, oh, that's, I, I think that might be it. <laughs> that might be the name of the podcast. It's easy to say. I can't even remember the, any of the ideas I had. They were all terrible. <laughs> but we're like, yeah, we're going to interview this person. We're going to interview that person. We're going to interview this, this, or that person. And I, I was just, so curious about podcasting in general and like I wanted to podcast and just that yearning was definitely the I mean for me the spark of uh Black and Native on my side I guess <laughs> of the story very good yeah and I'm I'm glad it exists yeah. for obvious reasons I think it's great <laughs> but also just the show because I remember when I was a kid all of my heroes were old white dudes mm. and then I found out that all of them were dead Mm. You know, because it was mm. Disney and Jim Henson and all these people. I'm like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. Not only does no one look like me, but I can't even talk to them mm -hmm. because they're deceased. Mm -hmm. And I thought, fine, then I'll just be the lone black animator because mm -hmm. I did not know a single black person that worked in the arts. Mm. And it wasn't until way later, like you said, where, oh, we are here. Mm. But there aren't that many of us. Mm -hmm. But... They deserve the spotlight and it's good when we're talking about representation just to show that hey no matter who you are there's somebody who looks like you mm -hmm. but people need to see that right sometimes we're not sometimes but people need to see that to know that they can do it too yeah if you don't see a black woman or a black man or mm -hmm. somebody who's hapa you might not know that you can do that right so it's good to showcase that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that was, that is the drive for Black and Animated. Yeah, because it's like growing up, I think, what was it? I, I think we might have mentioned, or I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but like, 
I think Proud Family was like, oh, okay. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure the creative of this has to be Black Kamad. Yeah, like, I remember growing up thinking, like, all right. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> so I remember, like, you know, like, and not really knowing, but being like, okay, this has to be a yeah. Black That person. was one of the few shows where Black character was the main character. So exactly. There was Fillmore, mm-hmm. and oh my god! I feel like everyone yes. else was the best friend, yeah, sidekick, best friend, sassy neighbor, yeah, sassy we're, neighbor. We're, we're sassy neighbors, and yeah. sassy friends a lot, which mm-hmm. gets irritating. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're there, but we're not the main person. Yeah, and gosh, I remember. I think in college. I learned about Floyd Norman. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> we exist. <laughs> and I think also there's a, there's a Facebook group, I think, or maybe Facebook page, the African-American animators past and present. And I remember finding that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is awesome. So yeah, yeah, that representation is so important and hopefully we'll like an animator that's we're showing people hey you can do it. <laughs> you yeah. can also go yeah and you guys have a good mix you have a mix of people who are industry veterans mm-hmm. who are pretty famous mm-hmm. and then you have people that are pretty new and have only been there for like a year or so mm-hmm. so that's it's good to see both mm-hmm. you know it's good to see that oh you don't have to have already been working for 30 years you can only be working for a year yeah or if you're only working for a year hey guess what you're not the first one. There's yeah, these other exactly. people you can look up to who've been through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So since you started this, you and Bree, you know, you must have been thinking about it a lot and stuff before you started it. Is there anything that surprised you, either in the production of it, in the interviews, or the reaction? Oh, man. Well, definitely, I guess from my side, I guess I'll say, like, because uh, when we first started, how we broke things up, I guess job-wise, was I would take care of like the audio engineering, and Bree would do the uh, promotional, marketing, producing, like emailing p- potential guests and stuff. And on my side, I feel like it was a little bit of a learning. Okay, a lot of bit of a learning curve. <laughs> I won't lie. It, it's still very hard i'm like what am i doing because i i remember just like recording my own stuff for like little short indie animation stuff so i was like Psh, i could sour court whatever this is gonna be easy but then i realized oh editing two hour to three hour long conversations takes a lot of patience <laughs> a whole lot of patience and also getting used to my voice and, and listening to my voice for a long time and not skipping over it because I might have to cut something or whatever <laughs> so yeah that was that came to a surprise in the production aspect of it definitely oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. Every single thing you just said. Yeah. Yeah, every single thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I feel like I am learning pace. I just, I remember I had, um, actually at some point, maybe uh, I had lunch with uh, Chris at 10 Degrees. <laughs> 
lunch with Chris at Tender Grace. <laughs> he loves that place. Yeah. That Chris yeah. loves Young Tender Grace. Yeah. Tender Grace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You figured it out. <laughs> Chris takes everyone he has lunch with to Tender Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was having lunch with him and I remember asking him like, does it, what was it? I asked him about, does it get easier basically? I think because like, I just find it so difficult to like just listen and concentrate on listening. And I'm like, does it get easier to do this? Like, I don't know. And like, is this the right thing for me to be doing? I don't know. And I remember... I'm very forgetful, but I remember he was saying, like, kind of comparing it to storyboarding and how I liked storyboarding and was it super easy, basically, to, like, just when you started storyboarding for the first time, was it super easy? D definitely not, you know, so, like, you know, just keep persisting with it and, like, you're doing it for the first time, so just do it. And uh, if it doesn't get easy, then, <laughs> like, it's not going to be easy then. <laughs> Just, you know. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun because it's like, I don't know, it's, we we get to meet and talk with people and talk about their journeys and what they like about animation i guess just like this podcast i'm like oh yeah i'm basically describing this podcast too but um yeah that's like it was it's that has made all that just tough <laughs> learning curve worth it basically yeah. so that's kind of like what i stick to when i'm just like oh, this is so hard uh, i don't i don't know if i keep doing this i'm just like oh but i like talking to people i like learning about like what makes them run so mm -hmm. like i'll just keep doing it and yeah until i don't know i can't i guess was that yeah. surprising to you that you like talking to people in this format or were you already a fan of the format and you well knew i was you could do this i was and kind of still am uh fearful of it a little bit even though i wanted to talk to people i am not great at networking <laughs> I mean, I personally feel like I'm not great at networking because when I get into a room and there's several people that I could possibly talk to, I can't. <laughs> and usually I can't unless someone I know is with me that I'm like, all right, I I feel like I have a fail safe. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm not in this alone. And I definitely feel like with Bree there, like, all right, I can talk to people. Oh, I'm having a good conversation. I'm not falling into the abyss of not knowing what to say or, like, staring into their eyes and, you know, like, what happens next? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, you said that thing. What else are you going to say next? <laughs> like, I usually just, like... Yeah, that was interesting. I don't have another question. <laughs> that was that was interesting enough for me. Sometimes it happens, and then Bree jumps in like, okay, yeah, here's another question. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great question. That helps me to think of more questions to say. Um, so I feel like I get very fearful when it's just by myself. So that just, I guess, the networking and interviewing people relate to each other. Because we're talking to new people and getting to know uh, them and what they do. So, yeah, I'm kind of, like, making that connection now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have someone that's helping me to talk to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You're your wing woman, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Yes. So what are the plans for season two? Do you know when you, you're going to start up again? Yeah, so we are planning on starting up spring of 2019 is when we will return. Looking mm-hmm. forward to hearing all of the new episodes mm-hmm. with all of your new guests. Yes. And also, I, all the topics, too, because you guys talk about interesting things. Yeah, yeah, we try. Movies and conventions. Yeah, that was one of the big things uh, we wanted to add to it because we were like, all right, like the way we, I also don't know if this is secret, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The way we kind of (laughs) constructed the format (laughs) was uh, we were like, all right, we want to talk to people, but also we don't know a lot of people. (laughs) So how are we going to have someone every time, every episode to talk to? You know what? We could talk to each other and we could talk about our influences and influence on black culture and animation in general. We could talk about that every other episode. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. And that has definitely made things like fun in that aspect because sometimes we will have like someone you interview and then other times we're just talking to ourselves. But it's also slightly made things harder only because because we don't have someone to talk to, we don't schedule things as like indefinitely. You know, when you have someone else, it's like, all right, this is going to be the time. We don't want to waste anybody else's time. But when it's just us, we're just like, ah, we're just talking, whatever. We could do it on Saturday. Uh, You know what? I'm going to cancel. We'll do it next Saturday. Oh, crap. We were supposed to do it last Saturday. We're really, we're really tight. Oh, no, we have no, what are we doing? We, we need to be on top of things a little bit more. (laughs) So, it's helped us learn a little bit more about time management, <laughs> basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun and also a good learning experience. Organizational skills. Yeah. You'll yeah, get it. Yeah. It's... You guys already have it. Yeah. From having to have you know guests on different topics. Yeah, it's like it's like pushing past organization skills and then thinking like, oh man, what is it like? Not being on top of it. But uh, what's another word for maturity? I also do this all the time. I'm like, what's the word for this? <laughs> but basically being, I guess, I don't want to say mature because that's not the exact word. But like there's a mature level that you have when you're like, no, we have to do this so that it gets done so that it's on time. Like, And I feel like it's, as it's it goes into organizational, but there's another branch of it where it's like, oh, yeah. Now I know the word. Responsible. (laughs) Responsible. (laughs) I couldn't think of the word responsible. Oh, gosh. But, (laughs) yeah, like being being able to hold ourselves accountable (laughs) and be like, all right, we have this time scheduled to post, so we have to do this right now because we have to get it edited and done for it to be posted then. And when you have a guest... It's easy to be responsible, but when you're just two friends, it's like, eh, we can do that later. <laughs> but yeah, we're definitely learning how to be a little bit more responsible with our artistic endeavors, <laughs> I guess, in this aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely makes it harder when it's something you, you don't necessarily have to do. It's something that you want to do so because it's that it just makes it easier to put off 
mm-hmm. and puts it aside a little bit. But yeah, responsibility. That's been a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, fans, fans help with that too. Because yeah. once you see people are like people that yeah. are listening and you know that they're expecting it, then it becomes, oh, this isn't, you know, yeah. this is for them. Yeah, exactly. So I want to make sure I get this out mm-hmm. so that they can hear it. Yeah. And I know that you guys have had people come up to you and say, oh, we like your show. We yeah. heard your show. This is really good. And you guys get really nice responses on Facebook and Twitter and emails and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been like definitely a big, I guess, inspiration, aspiration. It's been a big spark of like, oh, yeah, we can we should keep doing this. And definitely like I, I feel like we planned out. All right. We're just going to do like this amount of episodes, I think 14 or maybe 15. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head but we're like we're gonna do this amount of episodes and see what the i guess what people like about it or if they don't like it and like if it's not really there no one's really listening or if people are listening we'll find we'll find out by this time and people have been listening and there's been a lot of good feedback so we're like all right cool like we can keep doing this but this time we'll be more Responsible. <laughs> <laughs> now, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for season two, yeah. The responsible, <laughs> the responsible <laughs> season, and we're also like trying to like um because uh, we we're kind of still learning things. We had a lot of guests that were in town, so we want to branch out and like talk to guests that are in different cities. So that's something also to expect. Expect from the next season. Yeah. Very cool. What's your favorite part of doing the podcast? Is it the interviews? Is it the banter? Talking about shows and movies with Bree? Is it feedback? Ooh. Editing? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my favorite part, hmm, it's not editing. <laughs> 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 Gosh, I I feel like my favorite part might be it might be a tie between talking to the guests and just like just talking even if we like just have tangents just you know just talking and having like all right cool cuz like there's this weird it's not weird but there's this sudden sense of relief that happens like sometimes you know during the interview I just just get nervous cuz I'm like okay talking to someone new don't screw up because <laughs> if you do you're gonna have to edit it later <laughs> but then once we start talking it's like all right yeah i'm calm now and there's like this sudden like uplift of mood that happens like oh this is good this is all right this is this feels like it's good like this is this is a good conversation this might be good to listen to and what it ties with is writing the descriptions <laughs> really like sometimes we're just like all right this is what happens in the episode uh we're just goofing on this episode or we're talking about uh we're talking about babies kids in this episode and just like you know our figuring out what we want to say back and forth between ourselves like all right well, like uh have you listened to the episode like i guess just sometimes i edit it and i send it to Brian like all right listen to it and if there's any mistakes like let me know and stuff like that and I guess that adds to the the description part of it. Like, just working together, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, working together on it is definitely, like, it's my favorite part because it's just we're coming together creatively and creating this 
podcast baby yeah i'll use that that's okay right yeah podcast baby podcast and that it just makes it exciting yeah just to like be like i'm creating something i guess (laughs) like something that's not drawing it's different yeah that is excellent well way you have been so generous with your time (laughs) really appreciate it where can people find you online Ooh, you can find me online (laughs) you can find me on i guess uh, most of the popular social media (laughs) accounts on twitter at waymans at sign w-a-y-m-o-n-d-s it's just my first name and the first letter of my last name and on instagram at waymans and my website is waysingleton.com but i mostly am on instagram and twitter excellent and you can also find black and animated on spotify itunes google play and uh we our nest website is podbean uh, so if you go to blackandanimated.podbead.com, you can follow the podcast there. Excellent. And I always like to ask people as well, if you could go back in time and give Young Wei some advice. Oh, man. What advice would you give him? I think about this all the time. Let's see. <laughs> go into botany. No. Uh, <laughs> run. Run. No. No. It's so hard. Run. No. <laughs> oh man i feel like ah oh, man there's so many things that i feel like so if i could go back in time and give advice to young waymond i would say i would definitely say to draw more because i i remember there were times where my nephew who i talked about earlier who kind of like inspired me to even draw in the first place I remember there were times where he would just print out things that he found on the internet. Like I remember this one specific printout was uh, the some concept art for Tarzan, where you can see like Tarzan's like muscular structure. And I remember he would trace it and then draw from it, like look at it and then redraw it. And he would do that multiple times and do that with the next thing. He's like, trace it, redraw it, and, you know, just just keep drawing, like, things from reference. And I remember thinking as a kid, oh, that's cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> like, you can't do that. If you're an artist, you have to, like, make it from your own mind. It has to be from yourself. And I, I just wish I could go back in time and tell myself, no, he's learning, and he's becoming better, and he's using reference whenever you can use reference because not everything can come from your mind and if it does it might not be the best interpretation so use reference and draw and keep drawing and draw as much as you can also you know have a social life of course <laughs> like draw because i think as a kid i was kind of like ah like whatever i just like to draw but i didn't take it seriously or maybe i took it too seriously like maybe i was like a little hipster about it. <laughs> I feel like it's a whole nother thing, but I was kind of just like, if you want to be an artist, you have to be original, but all artists have to have a starting point, and that starting point is drawing from life. We're interpreting life when we're making art. I mean, not all art does, but most art does, and especially animation. You're bringing life 
to a story. So that's important. So do that, young Wayman. Do it, please. Please, dear God. <laughs> like, stop. Stop being so stubborn <laughs> and thinking you know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, Wayman, thank you again for coming on the show. This has been so much fun having you here. Thank you for having me. This has been serious honor thank you and that concludes today's interview special thanks to wayman for being a wonderful guest and make sure to check out all of the links to his websites in the show notes as well as checking out the black and animated podcast and if you've enjoyed today's interview please leave a five-star review in itunes all of your reviews really do help us to reach out to more and more people across the internet and you can also support the show by visiting www.theanimatedjourney.com and leaving a donation in PayPal. Your donations help us to pay for the technical costs associated with running the podcast. And to see what else is going on in the world of animation, make sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash theanimatedjourney. On Tumblr, the site is theanimatedjourney.tumblr.com. And on Instagram and Twitter, the handle is at animjourney. And to see what Jeff has been up to, you can visit his website at www.jeffbot.com. That's J-E-F-B-O-T. On Tumblr, the site is jeffbot.tumblr.com. On Twitter, it's at jeffbot. And on Instagram, it's at shootzee. And that's S-H-O-O-T-Z-E-E. And to see what I've been up to lately, you can visit my website, www.sketchysoul.com. On Tumblr, it's sketchysoul.tumblr.com. And on Instagram, the handle is at sketchysoul. So that's it for today. Make sure to tune in next week for another fabulous episode. And until then, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody. Music